your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Um, I'm just hearing very sad news now that uh, apparently cervical cancer campaigner Vicky Phelan has died. Uh, we hear that she died in the early hours of this morning at Milford Hospice here in Limerick and uh, people around the country and indeed here in Limerick so well acquainted uh, with Vicky. She had made her home and her life here in Limerick for many years now, originally from Kilkenny. Um, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2014. In April 2018, uh, she settled a high court action for two and a half million with clinical pathology labs in the US without admission of liability. She'd undergone a smear test in 2011 showing no abnormalities but was diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2014 and an internal cervical check audit found the original smear check result to be wrong and uh, very very sorry to hear about that uh, Vicky is somebody that uh, we interviewed on this show over uh, the years uh, and uh, became uh, such a significant figure in this campaign uh, for so long and indeed she received the freedom of Limerick uh, and on that day uh, she did talk about what she hoped her legacy would be but I have to really watch myself these days because I get drawn in and then I can't pull back. But I did feel that when the Taoiseach made uh, his statement, I just thought it was so... Uh, reminded me so much of what happened with cervical check. I mean, if, uh, you know, he said lessons should have been learned, that um, this whistleblower that spoke up should have been able to say what he had to say and if the mandatory open disclosure bill was, had, been, had been in place, which it should be at this stage, in the patient safety bill that was put forward by us and which Gabriel Scali has put as one of the recommendations in his report and it's still not implemented. If that had been in place, this, this wouldn't have happened. You know, so here we go again. It's another scandal that shouldn't be happening. And again, talking about a non-adversarial tribunal that really doesn't exist in this country, as we already know. So there's a lot to be learned. And last one for me. What would you like Vicky Phelan's legacy to be? Um, somebody who asks questions and who doesn't accept the same answer, basically. And I think that's what a lot of people should learn from it, is that one person can make a difference. And if you ask questions, you know, the worst thing that can happen is people can say no. And sometimes it's a hard thing to ask a question and to ask a hard question. But, you know, if it's certainly, if your life is on the line, if it's something to do with your life, you should, certainly should be asking more questions. And that's really what I'd advise anybody to do. So I suppose my legacy, I hope that people will learn to stand up for themselves. That is the voice of Vicky Phelan there when uh, she received the freedom of Limerick uh, talking about what she would like her legacy to be and we are hearing uh, that Vicky has passed away in the early hours of this morning uh, in Limerick. She was diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2014 and uh, she became one of the best known figures uh, in campaigning probably on any issue in uh, this country over many decades and particularly over the last uh, seven or eight years uh, and never something that she sought but that is uh, the circumstances and uh, may Vicky rest in peace sad news of uh, the passing of Vicky Phelan uh, who as I mentioned had made uh, her life very much here in Limerick and worked at the University of Limerick and uh, in the not too distant past um, received the freedom of uh, Limerick, the highest honour that we can bestow and here she is talking about the legacy for her children 
the reason I did those interviews was because um, I, I suppose I see these things as being a legacy for 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 my children. Um, you know, uh, it's something for them to watch back when they're older, maybe when I'm gone, and they'll understand why I'm doing the things I'm doing, and uh, you know, maybe why Mum was gone quite a bit to Dublin, and and what what the whole. Uh, reason behind it is because sometimes, you know, no matter how much you tell them what you're doing, I think, you know, they don't really understand, particularly my young son, he's only nine, you know, why I'm always kind of um, on the phone or gone to Dublin. So, I mean, it's for my kids that I'm doing a lot of this, but also, um, you know, the, the feedback I got from both interviews actually has been absolutely amazing. My phone has literally been hopping for the past two weeks. Um, and a lot of it is from people who are in situations where they, you know, similar similar situations or similar um, problems where they have side effects, you know, because, you know, as you know, I speak very openly and bluntly about, you know, the side effects from treatment and how horrible this cancer is. Um, and, uh, you know, there are people out there who are undergoing the same uh, issues as myself, but don't feel that they can talk publicly about them. And they appreciate that I can and it makes them feel not alone. So that that's another reason why I do this, Joe. That is uh, Vicky Phelan's voice there um, chatting to us and, and we do remember ourselves um, the late Vicky Phelan we've um, been hearing that she passed away in the early hours of this morning and, and indeed um, uh, over the years uh, she received great uh, uh, medical care from uh, Milford Hospice and the uh, Milford uh, Care at Home team as well um, and she, she was um, only in her late 40s um, and I, I know that you know, when she did interviews, it always, particularly during the course of her illness, took something out of her. But she wanted to do it. It was part of um, how important she felt it was to be a voice uh, for people in the midst of her campaigning. But it certainly wasn't um, easy. And you, you'll remember the interviews she did on The Late Late Show and many other television programs and then there were times uh, as uh, you'll remember too when she couldn't do them and uh, I know you know we would have called her on a couple of mornings and the day before um, she felt up to doing it but on the morning um, she didn't and it, it always underlined for us um, you know how ill she was uh, and uh, um, how much she felt it was still important uh, to talk about these um, issues and uh, we'll be reflecting more on the life and legacy of um, sadly the late Vicky Phelan uh, between now and the end of the show Your views Your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 You've been reacting here on Limerick Today since uh, the announcement of the very sad passing of Vicky Phelan at the age of 48 overnight in Limerick. And Catherine says, as WhatsApp does, on 0861239595. So sad to hear of the passing of a very brave woman. My condolences to her family and friends. Rest in peace, Vicky. And Kev simply says, uh, not all heroes wear capes. Rest in peace to Vicky. And Marion uh, is saying to us this morning, sympathies to all of Vicky's family and uh, from Kilkenny originally, but uh, had made uh, her home here in Limerick, had worked at the University of Limerick and then over the last few years had become uh, such uh, a high profile national campaigner around the cervical check controversy and here she is and we uh, interviewed her uh, on a number of occasions here on Limerick Today over the years as well uh, talking about the passing um, of uh, her friend Limerick woman Ruth Morrissey. 
I mean, we live less than a mile away from each other. She lived up the road in, in, in Mona Lane and I'm just down in Anacotti. So once we kind of made contact uh, towards, uh, I think, kind of the start of October 2018, we would have met regularly enough for coffee. You know, uh, initially at the start when she was well, we'd meet outside at the house. You know, we'd meet down in Castro Park Hotel or we'd meet in Oak and Ladder or, you know, locally for coffee. And then when she was kind of restricted when the tumour started pressing on her spine, I'd generally go to her go to her house or I'd pick her up and we'd go somewhere, you know. So we would have met far more regularly than I would have with some of the other women, you know, because simply due to the fact that we lived close to each other and so we saw each other an awful lot more. And we were both feeling exactly the same, sad but angry, you know, angry because of the way she was treated and, uh, you know, uh, you know, my court case only lasted four days. I was the first one to come along, so I kind of caught them by surprise, I suppose, and it was settled. And, and you know, even though it was hard to do and I was very sick at the time, you know, it was over and done within four or five days. Uh, uh, Ruth's case was, the you know, the longest-running uh, medical negligence case in the history of the state, and she's a terminally ill woman. Do you know what I mean? And at the end of her court case, when she finished last year, uh, you know, she ended up in the hospital for six weeks. Do you know what I mean? And and, and for the state and the HSC to do that to a terminally ill woman, it just beggars belief. Do you know what I mean? I think they, they have a lot to answer for. That's the late Vicky Phelan talking about uh, Ruth Morrissey from Limerick. And Vicky received uh, the freedom of Limerick, uh, the highest honour that can be bestowed by um, the, the mayor of Limerick at the time and, and the council um, uh, on behalf of the citizens of Limerick. Vicky Phelan is a huge inspiration to all Irish women and um, the courage she has shown uh, as as a person and as a woman is just huge. She's so influential and I just thank you for all she has done um, for cervical, for, for women with cervical cancer and women that are fighting the fight. Huge inspiration. Not even just women, just people in general, anyone can look up to her. She epitomises courage and strength and integrity. Um, she fought for every woman in the land and it's a better, safer, more accountable place because of her. Well, the courage that she's shown is unbelievable. She's fought and fought. Just somebody who has dealt just a rotten card but has shown such great strength of character to put herself out there and, I don't know, she's a gem. What she's done for women in the country is absolutely stunning. She's, she's a credit to herself and her family and to all of us. She's amazing. She's fought for herself and for women, the women of Ireland and women in general. And that is, that's Vicky. And I'm not too far away from where Vicky is originally from. Um, and I just think it's terrible the way she had to fight for everything. That, you know, she, I admire her courage so much. She's a brilliant woman. All she's achieved and went through. And um, Vicky Phelan, as a, I don't know the woman. I've seen a lot on television. She's a great woman. She's fighting for everyone. She's just an incredible woman. She's done so much for women and I admire her so much. I never met the lady. I know her through the media. I admire her and respect her. She, She's courage, strength and um, great, a great fighter. A great fighter. I couldn't agree more with my wife, what my wife has said about that lady. And she's a credit to this city and we love her. That's Limerick listeners paying tribute there uh, to Vicky Phelan and that was on the occasion of her receiving the freedom of Limerick, the mayor at the time and current councillor Daniel Butler is on the line. Good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning, Joe. What are your thoughts this morning? 
trying to collect my thoughts, Joe. Like a lot of people, I think, um, you know, obviously heartbroken this morning to hear the news. I mean, I suppose we all knew the kind of this day was going to come. But I suppose, well, like when you care about somebody so much, you don't want to you want to let your mind go to that place that you know. So when it does come, it's a shock. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of shook this morning, trying to get get out my day. Well, many of us have heard the news while we're in work, like myself, and you know, it kind of it's left me reeling, um, and it's left many people across the Limerick and across the country, I'm sure, reeling and heartbroken over this over this news. And during your time as mayor, how important was it? Did you feel that uh, while she was with us, she would receive the freedom of Limerick? Um, look, I think it was probably the easiest decision that I've ever made and that anybody could ever make. Um, I think the outpouring of love for her, um, in particular in the run-up to Christmas when she appeared on a Late Late Show, and um, I think it really started to gain momentum and, you know, my office became inundated with people talking about, you know, possibly honouring her in some way. And um, it wasn't something I contemplated when I became mayor, but, you know, it became something that there wasn't really a decision to be made. It just became something that we had to do uh, and, you know, when we reached out to her, I wanted to give her opportunity to say no because I knew her time was so precious. Um, but she took it up uh, for the simple reason that, you know, she felt so much love uh, from the people of Limerick in particular. Um, she actually said on the night that she felt she was probably more Limerick than Kilkenny now because she's lived in most of her life here in Limerick um, and was a Limerick hurling fan as well uh, to boot. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to be part of that event, and to represent the people of Limerick and to kind of be the representative of all of all the people of Limerick on that night was a huge honour for me. Uh, I know that the love and, and regard of people of Limerick held her was huge. Trying to be able to communicate that was near impossible, but we did our best. And I think on the night she was hugely priest of it and she was hugely touched. And in particular, I know you just replay some of the the, the, the interviews and the video was played on the night there. Um, I know that it, that actually brought her to tears on the night, yeah, she was so touched by the sentiments of the people in Limerick. I think the people interviewed really kind of represented, did a better job the night than I did, really. Yeah, and and I remember that. you saying that, you know, Vicky was supportive of you on the night because, you know, you were obviously hugely conscious of yeah. all of the circumstances surround the, surrounding this particular conferring of the freedom of Limerick. Oh, well, Joe, look, it, it was huge. It was overwhelming. I mean, first of all, I was a hero of mine, uh, somebody I deeply cared about. And second of all, you know, knowing the, how big a moment it was, not just for, for us here in Limerick, but for the whole country, I think, because the whole country was was looking in. Um, you want to do justice to the sentiments of the people of Limerick and to be able to kind of share how much they care about her and how, mu- how much, you know, it may like I spoke about, it really was a love affair between the people of Limerick and Vicky, you know. Um, and, you, you know, I knew that I, I had to try and somehow make her understand that, you know, that and how deep and meaningful that, that love was for her. Um, and so, yeah, she she had to look after me, really, because, um, as I was going up to say in my few words, I was I was nervous um, and I was I was talking about that with her and she was trying to comfort me. Um, but that was Vicky, you know, um, for somebody that knew that their time was was limited the generosity um, in sharing her time was simply stunning, you know, um, absolutely stunning. Um, because I don't know if I was in that situation, if I knew my time was limited, I'd probably just focus on, on other things, you know. But she was so generous in sharing her time. She realized that giving her time, her love and her care to 
the the issue of the cervical cancer cancer scandal to other women, to other issues beyond that, the Dynamic Dignity Bill, to engaging with members of the public to being part of that event. She knew that really that's what life is all about. You know, that life isn't just about what we what, what we might feel, but it's about sharing it with others and being part of a, of a bigger picture and being part of the greater good. And by God, you know, for the, for the life that she has led, Joe, she has not just had a mass thinker, but she has changed us as a society. She has changed us as a country for the better. And, for, and then she, that impact, you know, for one single person is absolutely incredible. Right. We're chatting to Councillor Daniel Butler, who was mayor at the time of the conferring of the Freedom of Limerick on the late Vicky Phelan. He is also, however, going to look at the other providers, the other labs that provide um, our smears uh, analysis to us, uh, because there were elements of those labs that he's not happy with as far as the tendering process, their quality assurance procedures. Um, I mean, in 2011 and 2014, there were two quality assurance visits carried out by the cervical check to these labs and uh, some issues were raised and never followed up. So he's looking into all of that to find out what happened in these visits, who carried out the visits and why were they not followed up on. That's Vicky Phelan who was talking to us on Limerick today indeed on a number of occasions over the years. In that case it was about the Scali investigation and ultimately its report uh, that uh, she was so prominent in ensuring would take place uh, and our producer Anne-Marie is uh, with me. Uh, good morning to you Anne-Marie. Good morning Joe. Uh, do you remember the first time that you met Vicky Phelan? Yeah I mean the first time I spoke to her <clears throat> was before all of this came out when she started the campaign to fundraise for treatment and she'd kind of indicated off the record at the time when we first spoke that there was more to the background of what was going on and we'd probably hear more from her and little did I realise at the time what exactly she meant and then everything happened and we'd had her on the phone a few times and this was back when she was going, you know, appearing on prime time and all the national uh, programmes, TV programmes and she was in here a few months after that, I think it was her first time in here and she arrived in and I remember I, I went out to her and sat on the couch in reception just to chat to her for a few minutes before I before we brought her into you in the studio. And I have to say, I was really struck by how open she was. She had an unbelievable power to connect. Um, I was looking at her and she was talking to me and I remember I felt like that I'd met her before, that I'd known her before that we were completely comfortable in each other's company. And I was I was kind of in awe of her, Joe, because I just thought, I can see how you've managed to do what you've done for the women in this country because there's something special about you. And that was going through my mind as I was looking at her and as we were talking. Um, and I remember, you know, we had a nice chat, brought her into you, whatever. And later in that day, I was having lunch with the researcher of the show at the time and he came up to me and he says, uh, that was interesting today, wasn't it? And lovely woman. And yeah, and we were talking about her. And he says, there was something about her. I just felt like I knew her. I'd met her before or that I'd known her a long time. And the two of us just looked at each other. And I think it was then I realised she, she had this ability to connect with people on one to one basis, no matter who they were, where they were from, what they were doing. She was an unbelievable communicator, a formidable woman. And just hearing the news today, immediately, obviously, I, I'm very sad. I'm sending sympathies out to everybody who knew her and her family. Um, she was some woman for one woman. Her integrity, her determination, 
her intelligence, her strength, her humour. She had great humour despite the dark, dark times she has faced over the years. Um, a major figure for women. My own teenage daughter is aware of her, has already looked her up. She'll go down in the history books. Um, and just the way she dealt with her in, uh, illness, she was one classy woman. The reason I did those interviews was because um, I, I suppose I see these things as being a legacy for 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 my children. Um, you know, uh, it's something for them to watch back when they're older, maybe when I'm gone, and they'll understand why I'm doing the things I'm doing and, uh, you know, maybe why Mam was gone quite a bit to Dublin and, and what, what the whole uh, reason behind it is. Because sometimes, you know, no matter how much you tell them what you're doing, I think, you know, they don't really understand, particularly my young son, he's only nine, you know, why I'm always kind of um, on the phone or gone to Dublin. So, I mean, it's for my kids that I'm doing a lot of this. But also, um, you know, the, the feedback I got from both interviews actually has been absolutely amazing. My phone has literally been hopping for the past two weeks. Um, and a lot of it is from people who are in situations where they, you know, similar similar situations or similar um, problems where they have side effects, you know, because, you know, as you know, I speak very openly and bluntly about, you know, the side effects from treatment and how horrible this cancer is. Um, and, uh, you know, there are people out there who are undergoing the same uh, issues as myself, but don't feel that they can talk publicly about them. And they appreciate that I can and it makes them feel not alone. So that that's another reason why I do this, Joe. That's a Vicky Phelan talking to us uh, on the show about uh, the legacy uh, that uh, she leaves for her, her own uh, children uh, and indeed uh, to the rest of us as well. And Joanne says um, on 0861239595, Vicky was an inspiration to all of us women. So sad to hear of her passing this morning. My condolences to all her family and friends at a very sad time. She will never be forgotten. R.I.P. Vicky, uh, says uh, Joanne. And uh, Councillor Daniel Butler, I, I suppose one of the things that she did um, in terms of the national conversation is maybe she helped men, you know, us men, to understand this a little better. Not in the way that women understood it, um, but but better than we would have or did in the past. Yeah, I think she brought us into the conversation. Um, and I think she made us recognise that part of the problem was we're in a culture that, you know, in certainly senior levels within the, the health service is dominated by men uh, who are then trying to give health services to women. And uh, I think she made us stop and listen and to then to become an, an, a part of the conversation as well. And I think she did it in a very firm way, um, but in a very, um, you know, engaging way and a, in a very fair way. Uh, not in a way that was judgmental. She made us understand that we had a part to play. And even when she got the Freedom of Limerick, you know, she was still talking about the Scala report and that, that there were still elements of that report that still had not been implemented. Uh, and I think, I think you know, that's something that we all have to take on uh, in our passing is to see that the fullness of that report um, fully implemented. Um, but yeah, and I think what Anne-Marie there said, you know, in terms of when you did meet with, with Vicky, you know, you did feel like you were meeting with a long-lost friend. You know, uh, her presence was something special. Um, and she was a uniquely special person. You know, it, 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 yes, she was a great communicator. Yes, she was a great strength. But there was something much deeper about her as a person, spiritually and emotionally. She had she had something. She had something magical about her. Uh, and, I, and I think no matter who met her, you know, their lives were changed just by meet, meeting her. And certainly, you know, when I met her, 
be able to sit down and have a conversation with her and have a chat with her. Um, and even afterwards, when we'd be texting each other, just the generosity and the sense of connection and openness about her um, was was really something exceptional. Um, and like, you know, while, you know, we can talk about the change and improvement of, of women's health that she uh, spearheaded, but also I think in health in general, um, even the conversation around death, the, dig- the Dying Dignity Bill as well, which she played a huge part in, you know, that conversation around death and dying and uh, and the, the Dying with Dignity, again, that's, that's another huge conversation that she, she spearheaded and became part of and, and brought us all into in play. But I think she's improved the issues for men's health. It's it made me feel as a man feel the importance of being able to ask the questions of the healthcare system, being able to ask the questions of the medical doctors and to understand why, why, what care am I being giving or why am I being giving it? And not just to sit there and accept it, to realise that, you know, that they have to be accountable, made accountable too for what they provide us. Right. So I think she's changed all our lives in that regard. Okay, well look, Councillor Daniel Butler, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us this morning. You were Mayor at the time of the conferring of the Freedom of Limerick uh, on uh, Vicky Phelan and it's fair to say, and it's a small consolation of course to her family and friends, but at least due to you and your council colleagues, we're not asking the question this week why did we not confer the Freedom of Limerick on uh, Vicky Phelan which is something that in decades past has been asked in other situations and uh, uh, may have been asked. So thank you for your time uh, this morning. Uh, We will take a short break and we'll talk uh, more about this very sad news um, this morning, the death of Vicky Phelan at the age of 48. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.